0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're here with another Jazz Matters podcast. And uh, today's special guest, of course, is a uh, great Keith Davis, pianist extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: Thank you, of course,
0: we, we're here with uh, Vaughn Coulter, of course, our, our co-host and everything uh, over at Jazz Beach Radio. And uh, what we want you to do is uh, subscribe and like us, you can go to yesjazzmatters.org. That's yesjazzmatters.org. And you can um, subscribe. You can also find out all the information you need to find out about Jazz Matters, which is a 501c3. Uh, we are non nonprofit so we do work with donations. And uh, we also have, uh, yes, yes, uh, once you're on the site, you can also visit our Jazz Matters store, where... We sell apparel uh, pertaining to jazz with different quotes and so forth. And we have Jazz Matters t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, cups. You know, we're, we're looking to find uh, uh, any other things we can put on there. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And uh, like I said, uh, we're here with uh, Keith Davis, Giannis. And we're going to uh, go ahead, Keith, for the people that don't know you. Uh, just let them know who you are, uh, where you're
1: from, and how you got started in this uh, music business. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let me say thank you, Edwin. And I have known each other for more than thirty years, I think, but close to forty years. It's been a time. We hadn't, hadn't even seen each other for years, so yeah, at I'm, least, at I'm very least more, uh, you know. probably forty years, you know. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm very pleased, and I was uh, very uh, flattered and pleased that he asked me to do this. So so and. We hadn't seen each other until today we hadn't seen each other for in, for a long time so it's it's real uh, real thank you so much for thinking of me man um i'm from uh i'm basically i'm from I'm, I'm an air force brat born in savannah but uh but i'm basically i say i'm from atlanta or jonesboro georgia which is near atlanta but i grew up on air force bases for my most of my early life <clears throat> but uh <clears throat> my my besides being in the air force my dad was also a uh, Church choir director. They would find a church wherever they went. He would find, direct music, and my mom would uh, usually play the piano. So, like little Southern Baptist churches, you know. So that's, that's how I was uh, first exposed to music, I guess. And, uh, and they were big music lovers. My parents, you know, like especially my dad was really into country music. And, uh, and funny later, I actually found a Duke Ellington record in his record collection. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, a different
0: kind of country feel.
1: Yeah, right. Different kind of country, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I know that uh, even back uh, in the day uh, when we uh, first hooked up uh, as musicians, uh, we were do- we did uh, actually started out doing duo stuff, right?
1: Doing what was it?
0: We were yeah, ju- uh, we were doing duo. It was just yeah, I think U- we did U. some duo. Yeah, for yeah. a well, good while.
1: One of my favorite things to do, man, just piano and bass. I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do, actually, you know.
0: Right. And, and the thing is, uh, but, um, and at that time, you know, we were, um, I think there was uh, a place that we were doing, uh, the duo that was uh, a Georgia Pacific building. Uh, was, it, was that place called Knickerbockers? Uh, that was one of them, but we also yeah. did, uh, it was a place called, uh, it was right across the street, as a matter of fact, from the Georgia Pacific. We did them both you Know, yeah, uh, it's been so long ago, you know, and it's kind of a shame that you know nothing like that really exists anymore. In town. Yeah,
1: it's hard to find gigs like that, man.
0: Yeah, you know? and and uh, but you know, in your uh, in your uh, during your career, uh, you want to find out really you know who influenced you uh, in the jazz world, and when you started uh, when you started paying more attention to jazz, uh, who were some of
1: the people that you actually listen to. Yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, I sort of always knew. I mean, I always knew I was going to be a musician. I guess I always knew that, you know. But uh, I didn't know anything about jazz. I actually had one teacher. We, we lived in Arizona when I was from like 10 to 14 or close to 15 years old. Um, and I had one teacher. She was a good teacher, and she she said I should learn jazz. And I was like, well. I don't, I don't want to learn jazz. I want to learn ragtime. It was right about that time that movie, The Sting, came out with all that Scott Joplin music. Right. And I got really into learning, trying to learn that music. I never got to where I could play it that well, but I could play some of it, you know. And I didn't even know what jazz was. But I do remember my mom used to take us to the library in town, the public library. And I yeah. think I, I vaguely remember bringing home a Thelonious Monk record from the library and listening to it and going like, what in the heck is that, you know. <laughs> And I and I actually remember one. I remember one time when I was a kid too, seeing the modern jazz quartet on TV, and just just being going like, "Wow, that is thinking like that is really cool, man. I really like that." But you know, it just wasn't part of my world, so I didn't know I didn't know like what to do about finding. I knew, I didn't even know what it was. You know, I just like was like, "Man, that's really cool. I like that." You know, but it but I guess I was so young that I didn't think to go like, "Okay, what is that? Let me track that down and figure out what it is." You know. But uh, after we moved, after my dad retired, I was all, almost 15. We moved back to Georgia, and I started like searching around for what am I going to do musically, you know? And um, and then uh, my cousin next door was really into like pop jazz, sort of like Chuck Mangione and the Crusaders, and uh, you know that really cool, nice, nice uh, sort of early fusion jazz, I guess you'd call it, you know, or you know, he was into stuff like that at Steely Dan. I got turned on to a lot of cool music by my cousin. So then I started to think about jazz, and uh, and then I started to look into it, you know. Uh, I went and saw Chuck Mangione, and I you know, bought a couple some records, and I started looking for a teacher that could teach me something about it. I finally found a teacher in Atlanta. My first teacher was named, um, God, it's embarrassing. I can't remember. I can't think of her name right off, but she was a student of Ted Howell, who you know, Ted Howell. Um, so, oh, Donna Banks, that was her name. Donna was my first jazz teacher. I was probably 16, I was 16, you know and uh, maybe fifteen, I think sixteen. And then uh, I studied with her for a while and then she sent me to Ted and I studied with Ted for like two years. And in the meantime, you know, one of the first things I did was uh my father's house. One of the first things I did was buy a book of jazz history and read it, you know. I thought, well if I'm gonna get into this I should know about it, you know. So I bought this jazz history book and I read it and then I it gave me a real good uh, background, you know. And then uh, once I started getting into playing jazz piano, I would go out on Sundays. My parents would let me borrow the car and go to Atlanta. I'd go in all the record stores and I'd find all the jazz piano records I could, like solo, especially solo piano. I was really fascinated by the solo jazz piano, you know? So uh, I started going and searching out all the record stores and, you know, um, that's, that's how I sort of got started at it, you know?
0: <laughs> I, I know that when, uh, uh, by the time we uh, got together, uh it seemed like your style was a little more like um, I guess I would say a cross between uh, Bill Evans and uh, and let's say McCoy Tyler to a point yeah yeah. You know I'm
1: saying? yeah I got really into yeah I got really into the McCoy and Bill Evans, but really my first love I think was uh I think well I, actually one of the first jazz records I ever bought was Bill Evans since we met. And yeah. a Chick Korea record called My Spanish Heart. Same day I bought them both right. at, uh, remember Pe- Peaches Records on Peachtree Street? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's where I, that's where I bought both those records the same day. And uh, I went home, and they, next door we're having a, a pool party. And they let me put Bill Evans on the stereo, you know, at the outdoors at the pool party. And oh, I was really? listening to that, and I was like, man, wow. <laughs> I was like, what is that, man? That really that really got me, you know? So, Bill was certainly one of my early uh, loves, and also Bud Powell. I got really into Bud Powell, man. Yeah. I learned a Bud Powell solo, and I, but I still listen to Bud. In fact, I got this biography of him that I'm reading. I've been reading for a long time. I'll just read a little bit, and but uh, I really love Bud, and I still do, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, McCoy,
1: of course. You know, of course McCoy. I mean, you know, first time I heard a Love Supreme, I was like, what in the hell, man? <laughs> mind blowing, you know. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It still is, man. Still put it on and go yeah. like, God, What? Did, where did that come from, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah we right. just lost a right. boy uh, just last year. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that, that was kind of, well, we, we quite a few passed last year, you know?
1: Yeah, that's that's true, man. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we just lost Gary Peacock a few weeks ago, man. One yeah. of my favorite, you know? all-time yeah. favorite musicians, you know?
0: Right, and I, and um, I understand that uh, Keith Jarrett is uh, a little down also.
1: Yeah, he can't play. Right, he had two right. strokes, a couple strokes. He can't play, man. That's,
0: right. I
1: mean, those two guys. You know, after right. after Bill, I mean, about the same time, I guess, I discovered Keith Jarrett, and that really right. blew my mind. You know, those right. uh, those, you know, those trio records, those early trio records, the oh, yeah. standard trio, but also, you know, one of my favorite records. In fact, I'm looking at the CD right now. I've, I've noticed it was, I saw it. It's a, uh, it's a uh, Gary Peacock Tales of Another. Yeah. Are you familiar with that record? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah same trio, but it's Gary's music, you know, and it was uh, 1975, I believe, and just, uh, that, that record still blows my mind, it's amazing, in fact, like I said, I'm looking at it on the CD rack right there, that still is one of my favorite records of all time, but you know what, Uh, because I listen to so many different people, um, I like, you know, I got really into listening to every, I love Teddy Wilson, man, Yeah. beautiful and elegant, you know, (laughs) and I also, but, and one of my favorites, yeah, one of my favorites, though, still to this day is Jimmy Rolls, man, I just wow. I just uh I just fell in love with Jimmy Rolls. I think I have every record or CD of Jimmy Rolls. There might not I'm sure I'm missing a few, you know. Right. But uh but uh I just really love Jimmy Rolls I just love the groove that he gets and the sense of humor and the economy and uh just the harmonic uh, the harmonic like he wasn't afraid to take chances, you know. Yeah. And uh you can hear the influences. He came out of the swing stuff, you know. Um, but he, but he, he, he took that lessons from Bud Powell and Monk, especially. You know, he, uh, he made his own thing out of that stuff. I really admire Jimmy Rolls, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. You know, you take, you take a, uh, a lot of the, uh, uh, like there was one other piano player that we lost also. He um, we, we, uh, we lost him way early. in Like year. not O'Nassi allen Gum.
1: I'm sorry, I'm losing you a little bit. Did you say, were you talking about Herbie?
0: No, no, no. I was talking about another piano player that we lost, uh, which was uh, Onaji, Alan Gums.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Onaji, man. I saw yeah. him play with um, Dexter Gordon years ago, man. Yeah. Um, I got to see Dexter Gordon twice in Atlanta while he was still alive, man. Once right. he was with Woody Shaw, man.
0: Yeah, he was. You believe right?
1: that? I, yeah. think that was a, I
0: think that was the last, you know, Woody was probably one of the groups he was with before he started doing a lot of, production work for for commercial stuff. Like, he did some stuff with uh, Phyllis Hyman and people like that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we lost him too, man. Like I said, it was a lot of them, man. Yeah, yeah, we lost it's a lot here. of people last year. Anyway, um, yeah. Vaughn is over there at Jazz Beats Radio and Vaughn plays all kinds of, Vaughn plays all kinds of uh, music. Uh, oh, cool, man. And he, and he has, of course, jazz bass in his, his stuff. He goes everything from, you know, acoustic jazz to, Smooth jazz. Uh, okay. So Vaughn, uh, uh, go ahead and uh, jump in this conversation, right?
2: Quick. Well, it's it, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today, man. I, man thank you, man. I I'm fascinated it. that you you would you would experiment at the beginnings of your career in some stride piano. You yeah, to really challenge it, yourself at an early age.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not really good at. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at it, but I I incorporate some of that. You know, and I can reach. I can reach a 10th on most of them, you know, I can't, I have a trouble on D flat, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I can, uh, yeah, actually, you know what, this is, you might like this story, man. This is a kind of good story. There was a guy down in Savannah, you know, I, I didn't grow up in Savannah, but when I was about, um, I was in the, my first road band was the Glenn Miller band. I was about 23 or 24 years old. I went on the road with the Glenn Miller mm-hmm. band and, uh, and one of my buddies on the band was a trumpet player named Billy Spencer, and he lived in Savannah. And so I was in Atlanta. So when, I, when we got back off the road, I started going down to visit him. He'd get us a gig, or I'd just go down there and hang out. And there was this great piano player named Joe Jones in Savannah. I mean, just a really old-school, really good piano player, you know. And um, and one of the things that he, I used to, I, I idolized him, you know. And he, he, we sort of took to each other. He, you know, he sort of. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I didn't take lessons from him or anything, but I would go here and play, and I would ask him questions and. And uh, one time I was at a gig and he was playing. After the gig was over, I said, "And you should learn this. I'm gonna show you. That's what he showed me." He, he, he said, "You should learn how to do this, man. It's like Errol Garner, right?" Right. But it's like, you know, it's what it is, is like basically stride piano. You know, if you're doing those roots with a tenth and uh, like playing the um, third and seventh on like the guide tones, you
0: know,
1: you know, so Joe turned me on to that. I must have been in the early 20s, you know, and that really, that was a huge, that was a huge lesson for me, you know, and I've always uh, tried to incorporate that into my playing. You know, I mean, that's that's one of, in fact, it's Bill did the same thing. You know, Bill was into that. I'm reading, looking at some books about Bill Evans and his harmony. And the guy that wrote the book said, that's what Bill would do. He would take a tune and he would break it down to the roots, the root and the guide tones and start from there and then build his, his uh, arrangement on top of that, you know?
0: Yeah. So uh,
1: it's really important for piano players. I try to show my students this stuff, you know, Um, when they get to the point where they can handle it, think about it. You know what I
0: mean? So, uh uh Go ahead, I, I was oh I was gonna yeah, ask him to
2: about uh, <laughs> No, it's okay. I, I I appreciate you giving us a little bit of an instruction on what you you know, how <laughs> how how things have, have, have moved forward in, in what yeah. you're doing. Um what's what's the uh what's teaching like uh at, at Furman University? Are you still at Furman right now?
1: Uh well I'm I am, but uh, you know, because of this COVID thing I haven't had many students. I mean I'm just an right. adjunct so i just teach private mm-hmm. lessons mainly you know um I, ha- I didn't have any students at all last semester i did teach a, a beginning freshman I, I teach like a freshman keyboard class in uh in the in the fall so i taught two one-hour classes i'll just te- you know teach the freshman keyboards about um improvisation basically that's what i do i'd have two one-hour classes about beginning improvisation so uh but i just have one student this semester um uh, I also teach in the summer, usually I have like four or five students, you know, during a semester, but they're not usually, most of them are not really pianists, they're just other instrumentalists who want to learn about jazz harmony, you know, so, because we don't really have a, a, we don't have a real jazz program per se, I mean, we have a, we have a big band and some combos, and we do private lessons, but we don't have a degree, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, it's more classical, classically focused, but we do have a, like I said, a big band, and And there is some, we do, we have a summer jazz camp now. um, So we do have some things like that, you know. Um, I also teach in the summer, I teach the history of jazz course in the summer semester. And which is always fun, you know. And uh, I also teach, uh, in May, I teach a Tai Chi class for three weeks. It's uh, just like a beginning Tai Chi class. I do Tai Chi and martial arts, a little bit of martial arts and stuff too. So I have a three week uh, Tai Chi class and they call it May X, May experience. So uh, I love teaching Tai Chi when I get an opportunity as well.
0: So yeah, well, it's, but, uh, it's pretty much the it's uh, the, the mental aspects of it uh, mm-hmm. is pretty much the same. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know and what? I tell I
1: people I learned I learned a lot about teaching music from my Tai Chi teachers because of the way that they teach Tai Chi. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You really have to think about fundamentals. You know? Right. And uh, it really helped me become a better teacher. I think.
0: Right, because I think when we first met, I I, I I let you know that I was a martial artist also.
1: Yeah, right. I and, remember we talked and, about that and, a lot. Yeah,
0: and we, um, and that's why I always, I think I told you even back then that it was relatively the same, same way of learning. You know, exactly. And, right. Yeah. And if you, yeah, can, yeah. if you can get into one, you can really get into the other because of the
1: focus. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, it, you know it's
0: you know it's a beneficiary. Thing. You know
1: it, it, Absolutely, it, it's it's great it for your health. You and in a
0: lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you're on stage, you know. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. You're on stage, but yeah. uh, what of Um, uh, you got any new uh, recording projects or anything we can uh, find? Because I know that. Uh, well,
1: um, I don't. I, I got three CDs. i put out three CDs. Uh, the first one is called uh, was called Still. That was in twenty. 20- 13 or 14, I can't remember. And then I did a solo piano CD, which is called Presence. And I did that, and that was like the year after the first trio. I can't be 15 or 16. And then uh, just last year well, not last year now, it was December of 2019. Actually, we record in August. I did another trio CD. It's all original music. All my CDs are all original music, actually. Um, I write, you know, I write and I have a trio uh, that I've had for about seven or eight years now, eight years, I guess. Uh, really nice trio, man. Uh, Ron Brindle on bass and Justin Watt on drums. And uh, they're just, you know, the first time we did a gig together, it was like a commercial gig, and we're just playing in this. We just looked at each other and went like, dang, we need to keep doing this, you know? Just one of those things, like, you go like, okay, this is it, you know? And uh, so we, we've uh, we've made these two trio CDs and we're going to do another one. At some point, we'll do another one. Right now, you know, gigs are, as you know, they're scarce. Um, I got this piano. I got the Steinway, this beautiful 1918 Steinway just two years ago. And I'm going to do some, uh, I want to do some more videos on this. I just had it uh, fully renovated. I've, I've been having it worked on for two years, but I finally got somebody that's like a really master tech that really went over it and really fixed it up the way it's supposed to be. Um, so it's really beautiful. I'm fortunate to have this beautiful instrument. So I'm going to do... More, uh, more, some more videos and maybe some audio recordings here too. But uh, besides the besides the CDs, I'm going to do another recording project. I just I'm just not ready quite ready for it yet. But I'm still trying to write some new material for it. But I've also made a, um, a teaching video course that's on my website. Um, it's called Practical Piano, and it's just very beginning improvisation for keyboardists. And uh, it's not just for piano players. It could be for any instrumentalist. You know, it's just real basic triad harmony to begin with. Uh, you know, one, four, five chords, and it's about th- 12 or 13, 14 videos, um, and uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to continue doing that, too. I'm going to add to that series, too. Now that I got the piano fixed up, I'm going to, you know, make some more uh, series to go with that with that course, but um, I also, I'm available to teach online. You know, uh, I've, I've done lots of live videos, actually, during this COVID. I got a friend that also has a beautiful Steinway. I did a lot of just live playing in his house last uh, their house, the couple their house during that whole COVID adventure, you know, and I put out a lot of um, videos on YouTube and stuff like that. I'm going to do more of that type of stuff. So, and hopefully with the trio, we'll do a, we're going to do some trio recording. This is interesting. I'll just say this while we're talking, my friend who I just mentioned, they have a music museum here in Greenville and it's called the Sigel music museum Mm -hmm. and it's antique harpsichords and pianos. Is, is the focus of it they have uh, other kind of instruments too, but mainly it's antique harpsichords and pianos and it's really pretty fascinating yeah. But uh, they also have a nine-foot Steinway D and they they do live performances and they've started doing Recordings of the performances. of course. I mean we're not doing performances now, but but they've now have the capability to record live So I'm gonna do some uh, video recording in there and put that stuff out, too so. now, on the
0: um, What about doing uh, Have you thought about getting into any of the uh, commercial type of uh, what they're calling smooth jazz or anything like that?
1: Um, I try to make my playing as smooth as possible, man.
0: Yeah, that's the best way to do it. That's, That's the best way to do it. It is always there.
2: You know, in other words, you've always played smooth jazz. right? Yeah. that was
1: that was jazz. That was that was jazz right there because that, that was spontaneous. Yeah, You know, it kind of probably went over somebody's head, but
0: I understand what was happening.
1: No, but you know oh, what? Man. I got I got I am lucky. I have a, I have a solo piano gig at a hotel. I've been playing at this hotel for over ten years. You know, um, I was just doing one night a week, but now I'm doing three nights a week, and I play in the lobby. And, you know, I play all kind of music in there, man. I don't just play standards and jazz tunes. I play, you know, I play pop tunes. You know, I play uh, I play something by, uh, um, I play, uh, you know, Wichita Lineman by Glenn Campbell. And I play, you know, I play all kind of tunes, pop tunes, you know. I do some, uh, if you want me to stay more oh, than yeah. just,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I, then, I, I, I do all kind of, yeah, Slide Stone. I do all kind of stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: Keith, I didn't like, even know you could sing, man. What's that? All this time, and I didn't know you were singing.
1: I'm not a singer, man. That was a little. Uh, that was that was fake. That was that was a fake thing, man.
0: Okay, <laughs> I got it. That was fake. Cool. All <laughs> my right. My next then.
1: one. My next one to learn is uh, uh, just be thankful for what you got. I've got that song stuck in my head. this wow, morning, William on a loop in my head, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yes. William Devane. I didn't know it was William Devane. I didn't know even know that name. I looked him up and. Uh, I've just got that song on a loop in my head right now, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Well, we'll get you on next time and we'll hear you sing a little bit of that. Vaughn, <Yeah. laughs> since he has a, such a diverse cross section on his radio show, yeah, uh, Vaughn definitely can, you know, you guys can really get together and come up with some stuff. Oh, that yeah, we great. can definitely That's get that. together. Yeah, yeah. Because
2: yeah. Yeah. to me, it's my 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 byline on my show is that jazz ain't nothing but soul anyway so you know yeah that's, that's right that's man. that's you what know? it appeals to me i mean if, all it is you is you soul can't play
1: if you can't play groove music how are you gonna play jazz man you know seriously <laughs> yeah. man you know Indeed. if you can't if you can't play exactly. a groove, how can you play jazz man you know right. no, I, mean, you're the same gonna thing I mean you can honk you, and squeak, play. you know but you know. yeah that's exactly yeah. what it is but a lot you, of times it's the
2: same thing yeah if you if you can't play gospel, you can't play jazz. You know. That's, yeah, well, that's I'm
1: what, not the best gospel player, but I do my best when I have an opportunity. You know. Right.
0: You know? <laughs> got it.
1: But yeah, the the <laughs> the groove is what it's all about, honest to me. You know. It's I mean, what it's all so, about. You know, basic basic hearing. I think I got that from church. You know, um, you know, my mom told me when before she passed, she told me I used, I was started singing harmony when I was five years old, because my dad sang tenor and my mom sang alto. In fact, when I was a kid, when I was in Arizona. I sang in church with my dad in a gospel quartet, you know?
0: Yeah. So mm. I
1: grew up singing in church choirs as well. I mean, I always did that, you know?
0: So, so you would yeah, always hear my... vocal harmonies and stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, I yeah. hear that, if you can hear harmony, you know, I'm, that's something, uh, you know, I think a lot of people miss in their, you know, nowadays, you know, you miss that,
0: you know? I'm glad to say that because uh, yeah. I, I used to have that conversation with people. I was like, you know, with yeah. the gospel music that they have, you know, dealing with today, um, nobody's doing harm.
1: Yeah, yeah, the harm. And, I, right. and I was like, where
0: did, what happened? <laughs> you, you know, know
1: you're right, man. You know, I mean, I, I feel, you know, and I didn't grow up taking my kids to church. I, in fact, I tell people I'm a recovering Southern Baptist. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: In fact, uh, my, my religion is <laughs> Southern Baptist, man.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs>
1: I'm a Southern Baptist through there, and through, man. There you go. But if yeah. you can hear that harmony, yes, it comes from the harmony. That's why I teach, that's why, you know, even these classical musicians at Furman that come to me for lessons, I make them learn, I make them learn, like, you know, and then I make them start learning how to improvise over that. You know, can you play me, play me something over that? You know what I mean? Start yeah. there and, you know.
0: There's a piano player out now uh, that's, you know, moving around circles a lot uh, by the name of Robert Glasper. Oh yeah, sure. And, I'm I'm and, well aware and, of Robert Glasper, and, and he moves uh, You know, he he has that sense. It's almost as if you can tell that he came from that church environment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. When he does his jazz stuff, because I hear the voicings that he's doing, and, and yeah, and yeah, he's, he's making it up on his keyboard. That's kind of cool. It keeps it keeps yeah. it real soulful, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's it's, an oh, amazing yeah. pianist, man. I mean, yeah. he, he's really he's something else, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you would just, be out Yeah.
1: there's some really, you know, people that I really, actually, well, I just lost a friend a few weeks ago. Frank Kimbrough was one of my, was one of my friends, uh, just passed away on December 30th. And I, I actually got a grant from my city arts council and uh, went up to New York and studied with him in 2015. I had a couple oh. of long lessons, hangs with him, you know, Yeah. and uh, just a beautiful guy, man. And, uh, you know, I was developing a friendship with him. My bass player, Ron, went to college with him and he's known him forever, you know. And uh, they did a couple of recordings together, a couple of CDs together, actually. But uh, that's a big lot. He was playing with Maria Snyder's band in New York, and he was playing with the, the Gil Evans Project in New York, as well as, you know, all kind of other stuff. And in fact, he, he just put out a um, quart, uh, quartet recording of all complete Thelonious Monk tunes. just came out, uh, I guess, two years ago. All Every one of them, like 70-something tunes, like a six-CD set of all Monk's
0: tunes, man. Oh, man. It's
1: got... Rufus Reed on bass and uh, Billy Drum- drums. I think it's mm. Billy Drummond. Yeah. Uh, just kill her, man. You know? Anyway, I lost another somebody else we lost, you know, that's, that's right. real important to me, you know. but not? Uh,
0: so, uh, uh, I know that uh, when you get back to, uh, well, when we get, when we can see the light, so to say. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Once uh, things, you know, calm down and we can get back Yeah. Uh, I was reaching out. I think it was, um, I think it was before all this stuff hit. Uh, yeah. Because I, I've seen some posts that you had done, and I said I got to catch up with these. Yeah, 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 and, man. Then I had to remember. I said he well, might not even remember who I am. But then again, no. I, you know
1: what? You know what? What's funny? I I was just thinking about you before you contacted me. I had just been thinking about you like the, the previous week, and when you contacted me, I was like, man. you must be on the same wavelength or something Cause I had just been thinking about you. I don't know what it was that made me think about you, but something made me think about you. And I thought about you a lot over the years, of course, you know. But uh, but something just made me think about you recently before you called me a couple weeks ago yeah, because so, uh, uh,
0: but I, I had in mind to get you and the group down here yeah. to do some of the concerts that we, had, we were having.
1: Come play, man. In fact, you and I should do some duos again, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, that's you know? been
0: on file and, uh, that's a while, yeah. and that's a good thing that you said that. Uh, we, we'll work that up. So, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe out. I'll have you come up and play something with me at the museum up here sometime, man. Yeah. When they, yeah. when they, You know, when we get going yeah. again, when it, it gets it open right, again. Right,
0: when you get it, play right, exactly. And so yeah, that won't yeah. be a problem. Uh, yeah. But uh, I know that Vaughn is itching to jump in. So go ahead, Vaughn, and go ahead and jump in.
2: Well, I mean, I I was just thinking about the museum you just mentioned just a second yeah, yeah. ago. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you talked about, uh Wow. That's 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 quite a, a collection of uh, of uh, instruments that they still have available to it see is amazing, uh, you know, long, It is amazing, man. how long how long has the museum been there?
1: Yeah, they just opened it, I guess, a couple years ago. Um, but my friend Tom, his name's Tom Strange, he's been collecting these instruments for years. In fact, uh, I went down to his house last night. Took my girlfriend. We went down and had dinner with him and his wife last night. And he still got a lot of these instruments in his house. But he had his house was so they had to open a museum because they had so many instruments in their house. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And then they got this big storage space. They probably got 100 antique instruments in this huge storage space, you know. And uh, he not only collects them, but he he rebuilds them, and he fixes them up, you know, refurbishes them. And, you know, I mean, it's really pretty amazing, you know, to see what he's he's put into this. In fact, last night he was, you know, I've seen this stuff all before, you know. I've seen it many times, but my girlfriend had never been down there before, and he was showing her around a little bit. He's got a harpsichord built in the 1500s,
0: man. Really? in his
1: house that still works, it's wow. still functional, you
0: know? functional. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, a, it's unreal, isn't it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I was getting ready to ask. And, and
2: how... I happen to love the harpsichord. Yeah,
0: I, I yeah. think
2: it's a great instrument. It is, it's, man. It's beautiful. It's so know? funny because it just reminds you so much because I'm, I'm a big film fanatic, and every time it's, 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 it's a given, you hear a harpsichord in a British film for some reason. It just okay. That nice. is a true British instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But got I, some I think really I think singing. it would be challenging, challenging to use a harpsichord in jazz. I think that would be a great no. sound.
1: Well, you know, uh, Keith Jarrett recorded an album on harpsichord. Um, it, I don't think it's jazz. I, you know, what I can't remember if I've even heard this album, man. I need to, if I haven't, I should. But uh, um, but I've played I've played some of his harpsichords, and it's uh, it's interesting to play them. I mean, I don't know how well it would adapt to like a jazz group just because it's a completely different kind of vibe, you know what I mean? But as far yeah, as just it approaching it, as far as just approaching it as like an instrument that you could do some improvisational music on, certainly, you know, and it sort of brings some different things out because it's a completely different thing. It feels, it's it's a completely different from the piano. I mean, it's, I mean, right. the only thing they have in common is that they have keyboard. That's really the only thing they have in common, you know? You I know mean, what? Otherwise. It sounds
0: like, you know, it sounds like it, uh, and, and I was just thinking when you were talking, uh, they gave me an idea. I said, now, that sounds like something I can use in alternative jazz, you know, in alternative electric jazz. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because uh, what's-the-name was really good at doing things like that, uh, Joe Zawa. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, sure, man. And, and see, yeah. it's just a matter of, you know, putting it in in uh, in the sequence of, of what's around you, whatever is around you. If you got other guys that, that can uh, deal with that, you know, you're going to probably come up with something pretty cool. Uh-huh. That's what's you know. But yeah, I can I can see it actually working in in more of the uh, like I said the uh, the uh, jazz that is not uh, just straight ahead, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah. But you yeah, know, yeah. With with that electronic edge on it, or, or yeah, I yeah. A that's that's an interesting thought, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. that would be yeah. nice. Think about you that, you know. But I know that um, also, like when. Um, me and Vaughn speak a lot of times. Uh, we have, you know, these concepts and ideas that I throw at him, you know what I'm saying, about some things that I want to do in the future. So, see, in other words, as far as I'm concerned, the sky's the limit. Yeah, right, sure. And, and, and I'm, like, down pretty much for for experimenting with music in all kinds of formats. You see yeah, yeah, sure. And, and, and so it doesn't um, have to be restricted. The only problem I have, Right now, I see that, you know, when you listen to music on the radio, it's pretty much restricted. Uh, you, you're, you're in a box. You're either doing smooth jazz or you're doing straight ahead or you're doing pop or you're doing uh, You know what i right. And you don't right. hear uh, a, almost like a world music concept of, 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 of music being played.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking about this last night, actually. With uh, what, was I, what was I talking to my girlfriend about? talking about somebody that incorporates world oh we're we're talking about david byrne we're listening to some david byrne music you know like talking heads you know Mm -hmm. and i was really hearing a lot of uh, you know he's uh he's put out a couple of collections of brazilian music you know he he's got like three or four cds where he collected all this samba music from brazil you know Um, he's like a really forward thinking guy and uh his music is very much influenced by world music you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I, that's something I'm gonna think about a little more. Uh and I think, you know, some other pop people too, like Paul Simon certainly he's incorporated some of those elements. Sting. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people draw from those uh those influences, but uh but like you said, I think in the jazz world it gets compartmentalized, you know. Yeah. It's often like you're either doing this or you're doing this or you're doing this. Right. So but uh and I maybe I'm guilty of that too. I don't know. I mean I just played the piano. I mean i I don't, but you know, I studied Indian music for a while. I played, I studied tablas for several years too. I I don't really play them because it, it's just too demanding, you know. Right. But uh, I didn't have time to really learn it, you know. I mean, I was, you know, if you got if you're gonna play the tablas, you got to play them a couple hours every day, you know. But
0: well, yeah, I, more. Know. I I, mean, I got know. a friend here. Uh, 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 he's a uh, Emirat Koltay. He, he he's from <laughs> Turkey. He he plays tabla pretty good.
1: Oh yeah! Nice. Yeah,
0: he's, he's great. He, he usually infuses his real big thing is like, of course, by him being from Turkey, he uses all those rhythms. He uses uh-huh. all those rhythms, you know, of course, from from the East part and Middle East, and then his passion though is um, Afro-Cuban music and Brazilian.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And so, and he nails all that together, you know. When he nice. Plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. He, he's great, a great musician. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's yeah. funny you should say Emrah right there because yesterday I just happened to be going through some of this. Um, I came across his uh, his one of his albums he did early on, and when he was performing live at the Atlanta Jazz Festivals, and yeah. I just fell in love with him all over again because he's uh-huh. just he's turning into a multi instrumentalist. I mean, he's doing things with percussion. And he's doing renditions of uh, Maiden Voyage and Afro Blue, all on his own. You know, he's playing all the instrumentations and percussions, guitar, bass, piano. Well, wow. nice. And it's it's remarkable to watch. And all of these different rhythms are just compelling. You know, he's coming from all different directions with him. And I'm just yeah. so impressed with that guy. You
0: know, Hopefully. uh, <laughs> one of the nicest it's guys him, and, yeah, he's definitely one yeah. of the nicest guys you can meet. And nice, and, and, yeah. and, and he'll work, you know, all you got to do is tell him where you are, you'll be there, yeah, you nice, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah nice. I think he's teaching, uh, <laughs> he's teaching at one of the schools here, uh, yeah. Agnes Scott.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, uh, yeah, yeah he's teaching the cater, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Right, yeah. right, yeah, he's teaching. Yeah. Over there.
1: Yeah, one of my teacher, old teachers, used to teach there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I really like uh, Latin music too. You know, I like Afro. I played in a, um, a Latin jazz band for a long time here. I mean, I guess we're still sort of loosely together. We just haven't done anything for a couple years, but uh, we played in the Savannah Jazz Festival. It's called it's Conclave a six-piece Latin jazz band with a uh, vibraphone wow. and sax yeah. and two percussionists and you know bass and piano. Right. And uh, I love that stuff. But I really love Brazilian music, man. I really, I really
2: love it. You know.
0: Right.
2: Uh, that's, and I'm heavily, great. I heavily evolved a lot of Brazilian music in in my radio show. Um, oh yeah, you know some just some remarkable players in the history of, of bossa nova. It's still it's still a a wealth of knowledge to learn about that music samba. Oh yeah, sure man. Um, and and, and you know it's just it's just a great sound and yeah, you sure. know it's uh, beautiful man. I'm still going through the I'm still going through the history like with Milton Nascimento and. Sure, and and uh, uh, Jorge Dalto and yeah. all the, you know, uh, Ivan Lenz. I mean, these yeah. guys. Yeah, have sure, done, sure, And man. you'll be surprised. And, and, and you know, um, Edwin, uh, Edwin and I have talked about songwriters. You'd be surprised at the number of hits that have come over into the uh, mainland here in the United States from Brazil that have sure. been just like incredible hits. And they've been written by Brazilian. Uh, sure man. Yeah, yeah
1: sure man yeah, yeah. But I know you that, know Milton Milton speaking of forward-looking people man look at Wayne Shorter man who's still out there doing it and he had yeah. Milton on one of his records back in oh, the yeah, 70s absolutely. or 80s man yeah and uh I really love at least Regina and uh I wrote a song for her. actually it's on my first CD I wrote oh. a tune in honor of her you know it's like a sort of like a it's a samba basically you know but uh, I really love her singing man and her and uh, Joe Beam, that record they did together, with, you know, just real simple record they did together. God, man, just that that kind of stuff just blows my mind, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man,
1: so did um. I oh, was, you know what? This is another thing I'm gonna tell you, man. Since we're talking about music, I got to see Paul McCartney live for free. Not not last year, but year before. I got I was playing at the hotel wow. one night, and uh, there's this group of people sitting at the bar, all dressed in black, you know. And I take a break, and I go to the bar, and this the old this older fellow, he goes um. He's a British guy. Oh, can I buy you a beer? I said, well, sure. And uh, so he buys me a beer and we start talking. I go sit with him and, you know, eventually he buys me another beer. We're just talking, you know. And uh, I saw he had like a pass or something. And I said, Paul McCartney. I didn't even know Paul was playing in town, you know. And uh, I said, what are you guys doing? He goes, well, we're the, we're the, uh, I'm the, I'm the tour manager for Paul McCartney. And I was like, oh, no, cool, cool, man. I said, I, I was really loved Paul McCartney when I was growing up. The Beatles, but particularly Paul McCartney at that stage, you know, that was when he had his own solo stuff going on, you know. And I remember mm-hmm. trying to learn some of those songs on the piano. Anyway, so we're talking. And he goes, well, what are you doing tomorrow night? And I said, well, nothing. He goes, well, you want to go see Paul McCartney? And I was like, well, let me let me think about it. I'll get back to you. you no, know? i was kind of kidding. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> so he gave me two free tickets, man. I sat about 100 feet. From Paul McCartney, stage level off to the side, I was about hundred feet from Paul McCartney, man, oh, and man. it was just mind blowing for me. It was awesome, man. I mean, he was just—you know—his voice is shaking a little bit, but God, it was just awesome to see him, man. And he right. stayed on stage for three hours straight. I mean, seventy—he's like seventy-six years old. Seventy, you know. He was on—he was just doing it for three hours, man. It was just mind blowing,
0: you know. He definitely—well, he got a lot of material, and I
1: guess. He, yeah, man. But I play you some like of I, yeah, I play some of those tunes too, you know, on my solo gig, you know.
0: Okay. I mean, some of those tunes are really great, really beautiful tunes, you know. Oh, cool. So, so uh, what's, what's, uh, what's what's the scene like around Greenville? I mean, I know pandemic has shut everything down, but what, what was the scene like before that?
1: Well, honestly, there's not a whole lot of a scene. There just aren't many venues to play at, you know. Uh, it seemed like it was starting to get a little bit better right before the COVID thing hit, you know. I, I actually... I actually was looking forward to having some, you know, some freelance gigs, and I, I was so surprised I had like five or six months of gigs, freelance gigs, like besides my hotel gig. You know, at that time I was only doing, uh, I think one night a week or two. I don't remember, but uh, but I was starting to get gigs, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, so, you know some of them are solo gigs and some of them were duo gigs, but uh, there's just there's just never been that much of a scene here, honestly. I mean, it's very small. It's a small city, you know. I mean, first of all. Um, but I mean, it's a nice place to live, but there's just not much of a scene, honestly, you know, um, Asheville's about an hour away. Charlotte's about two hours away. And, uh, of course, Atlanta's two hours away, you know, Charleston, the coast is three, is that three hours? There's more, some of those cities have a little bit more of a scene as you might imagine, you know, but, um, oh, it's, well, it's I- kind of, it's kind of slow here, honestly, but there are, there are a few really good musicians here though. I have to say, in fact, one guy here, uh, used to play on Basie's band.
0: Moss. Moss yeah.
1: yeah. Moss, you know, Moss. Yeah. I, I mean, he's Moss a really great right. classic style saxophone player, you know, right. and uh, he's, he's still around. I, have, I don't see him that often, but he's still around.
2: you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Moss was, um, uh, I was working with a group, uh, <clears throat> and he was in, he was on the way out of the group. And, uh, I think him, the bass player was on the way out and they worked, but they worked us into, the group,
1: you know, yeah, yeah. No, and, yeah.
0: um, that was one of the things that uh, I remember about him. He was such a great player. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's when I knew he could work with Basic, you know, at, yeah. back in the day. And he and I always wondered what he had done, you know, what he you know, decided to do, you know, after he left the group, you know. Yeah. And uh, I lost track of it for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Until I saw a guy that I was downtown at one of the hotels. I think it was a Gilton and uh there was a guy that asked me if i knew a saxophone player named moss that's yeah yeah i said you mean from greenville and he says yeah i said yeah i played with him a long time ago in a, in a group and uh he says is he i mean i asked him was he still playing but the guy said yeah he's still playing he's just playing right there around greenville he didn't, he didn't yeah go right, like right. Out of, he didn't go like out of the road you
1: know. right right right
0: so he must have stayed State Park pretty much right there yeah, that all this time.
1: Yeah, I think he's been here all this time, man. You know, it's and you know, there used to be more work. I mean, there was more work even if it wasn't all like jazz stuff, at least there was more stuff going on, you know.
0: Oh yeah, but uh, because you know how the music acceptance? business is,
1: man. Yeah. yeah, you know how the music business is, man. It's just you know, it's just uh it started off bad and it got worse, man. You know? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> you know, you know, I have a, I have, I have a saying. This is my saying about the music business. It takes money to lose money.
0: <laughs> well, and, and you're gonna do that. That's for sure. You're gonna definitely but, do it. Uh,
1: but you know, if you, you gotta do your thing. Try to do your thing and try to, um, you know, try to make a living. And
0: you know, I,
1: yeah. I guess, uh, have to find the right niche. You know.
0: Well, you know what it is. A lot of the musicians, um, they, they like. The playing is so overwhelming in their in their souls until they don't go past that. In other words, yeah. uh, they need to figure out you know what else they can do, even yeah. you know in the field to stay in the field and be right, you know, right, right, and still be viable. A lot of them they kind of like don't do that, and that, well, a yeah. lot of them, a whole lot of them. And uh, that's so something what I happens, need to do like, better, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, especially agents need to do that better, yeah. you know. Now, yeah. That doesn't mean that they'll fit into the, uh, the domestic world, the corporate world, or anything like yeah. that. Because, you know, it, it, it's too easy for them to tell somebody, you know, to go somewhere, you know what I'm yeah. saying, especially yeah. if they want them to do something in a corporate setting. So they won't be able to keep that job, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, right, right. But uh, yeah.
0: but as far as in the music thing, uh, a lot of it is because, you know, there's, they're, they've been so groomed into performing until the other aspects of the music got away from it, you know yeah and, and yeah. you can't do that now now this pandemic is bringing out a lot of things you know the pandemic is bringing out a whole lot of things uh, that musicians have to retool so to say to yeah. keep to keep themselves in uh in sync with everything else you know and with right, themselves right. so right, right. E- even me myself i'm looking forward to uh the comeback I say like yeah, that.
2: and right, I know right, that right, the right.
0: comeback is going to be a little, it's going to be a little, you know, jittery at first. Yeah, but right, right, right. I look at around twenty, let's uh, say twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three, yeah. Maybe, before yeah. you can actually put your feet down on the ground and, and start moving like you know, like yeah. you should. You know, if everybody behaves now, that's yeah, it. yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they right, don't, right, right, you know, we won't be able to do that.
1: You know, I know I had COVID, man, I got sick, you know, I just got over it, you know, I mean, it was, uh, I was lucky it wasn't too bad, you know, but I know some people have gotten really sick and died. Of course, people have died from it, but, but, you know, one thing about that whole, uh, the whole thing during COVID, you know, I, one thing that it made me do, I mean, it didn't make me do it, (laughs) but I, but I took advantage of the opportunity to learn how to do a bunch of stuff. You know, like I said, I learned how to make that music course. I mean, I made, I built, I got on teachable.com and I built the whole thing myself, you know. I made yeah. all the videos myself. I built the whole website myself. Um, I built my music website. If you go to my music website, I built that myself. And uh, you know, I've learned how to make videos and I put them online. And uh, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've you know, I've, I've I've learned how to do a lot of stuff myself just yeah. because,
0: just because I, I had
1: to do something. You know, just to try right. to and to try to prepare for for moving into a, a future where the music business is different than it has been.
0: You know. Right. So do you think you know, coming out of this? Uh, uh, how different would it be coming out of this? How different do you think the music would be, or will it be pretty much the same? With just you know. Oh uh, man, places? I don't, I don't,
1: I don't see how it can be the same. You know, I mean, even the way it was wasn't so great. I mean, like you know, I mean, we, we're getting the same as far as just local type of gigs. You get paid the same you did forty years ago, man. You know. Yeah. Um, and my friends in New York say the same thing. You know, they're like, man, how can I, you know how now and now they can't even. Uh, can't even go on tour to make money to make real money. They can't even do that, you know. Yeah. So I I don't really see it even. I don't know if it's even can go back to that, you know. I think for one thing, you know, people have more and more lost interest in live music, uh, especially this kind of music that requires a little bit of uh, attention attention span, you know.
0: <laughs> right. Um, they, I hate they to, say to it that way. But. They, yeah, they tend to what? entertain <laughs> themselves now. You
1: yeah, right. I mean, it's so easy to go online and get, you know, just get everything for free and sit in your house and watch stuff. And, you know, so many people, uh, I think, are don't even have that experience of what it's like to be in a room with some live music and feel the energy of it. You know, I think especially young people that are coming up during this stuff, they're so used to just getting everything. from. I think a lot of people are just not used to having that feeling of what it's like to sit there with some real musicians playing in front of them in, a, in like a relatively intimate space, you know? Like I play right. in the hotel lobby, you know? I mean, something like that, where it's not a huge auditorium, but you're in room people live, you know? I yeah. think a lot of people completely miss that experience, you know, and don't, don't, uh, just can't relate to it in a way, you know?
0: Right. Uh, and, Brian, so, and, Brian, what do you think, you know, how do you think that's gonna look?
2: Um I'm 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 hopeful. Um live music is so important to the lives of yeah. human beings anyway. You yeah, know, live yeah. performance. You got to stay hopeful, been, you know. Yeah. We you, gotta hopeful, got to you know? stay yeah, yeah. hopeful, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I just look at the uh the difficulties right now um in some of these venues just surviving. Yeah. Um you know, the news that's coming out in New York about Blue Note not being able yeah. to find funds and some some yeah. local musicians well yeah uh, the jazz standards is closed uh, down you know yeah, yeah the jazz uh, standards is elvis closed costello down in new york You and, know? and, and several yeah. other musicians um primarily yeah. a couple of musicians other than elvis costello are trying to find funds to uh keep uh blue note alive in new york yeah. Yeah. and uh so yeah you know it's it's a difficult struggle you know yeah. but you know, like I said, you got to stay hopeful. You know. Yeah, we got to stay cool.
1: hopeful, and yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I don't yeah, don't let me interrupt. You has got to keep
2: It's just that, you know, I think people will still be hungry for live music. I I
1: just feel. I that hope so. Here. You know, because I hope so. I think I live. think at, may, maybe it'll make people more alive, more hungry for it. You know, from after being cooped up, yeah, maybe I they'll agree. be more. Maybe they'll be more live, more ready yeah. for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, so, they,
2: you know, they may even be ravenous at this point. You know, yeah, 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 being yeah. Being quarantined like we have yeah. been, right. not being able to get out and, and, right. and enjoy these, these right. things that we normally would do. Right, sure. Know, it's, they're, they're looking for it.
0: Yeah. Well, well uh, Keith, uh, like, I know you had, uh, you mentioned you had, like, three CDs. Is there a place that people could is there a place that people can go and pick up on some of your music past or present?
1: Um, well, I mean, you can always go to my website, keithdavismusic.com. Um, I have I have CDs for sale there, or you can uh, – I have a place there. Um, you can download stuff from Bandcamp, you know, and uh, I have a page where you can, you know, you can link through to Bandcamp for my CDs on Bandcamp, or you can just go to Bandcamp. Or, you know, they're online. I mean, they're on uh, – I guess you can find stuff on Amazon. I'm sure they're on Amazon, iTunes. Uh, I think I'm on Spotify. I know some, at least some of my music is on Spotify. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm I'm out there online, you know, the usual places. If you go looking for some of my music, uh, some of it's under my name, just my name, Keith Davis. And my first album, I put it out under Keith Davis Trio. Somebody said they couldn't find it; they had to add Trio to the search for it. But uh, but if you go to my website, um, you can. That's that's probably a good starting point, you know. And, uh, and that website we'll again. About,
0: what was that address for the it, website again?
1: It's keithdavismusic.com. Okay. Yeah. That, that'll
0: pretty much point you in the direction of Yeah,
1: yeah, goes. that'll point to it. Yeah. I have a Taiji website too. Keith Davis Taiji with a J. T A I J um, I. It's I haven't really spent as much time developing that one as I have the music website, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do more of that too. This when during COVID I was teaching a little bit of uh, Qigong online, I was doing a live on, a live class online. Right. Uh, I, I did it for a couple months, I guess, and uh, I just took a break from it because I wanted to redo my approach to how I was doing it. And then I've gotten busy doing other stuff, you know, but, uh, but anyway, if you're in Greenville, you can come hear me play at the Western point set on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays in the lobby bar. And uh, I also play at a restaurant in Greenville called Hall's chop house on Sunday, every other week on Sunday brunch, I trade with another guy and uh, we play, uh, I play with a singer named Jamie Wright. Who's a really good singer. And, uh, you know, we do like jazz tunes and a few pop tunes. And then she does a, she does one gospel set while we're there on Sunday mornings too, and uh, with a bass player as well, an old friend of mine, actually, uh, Greg Elwine plays with us there as well, and um, so I, you know, I'm, 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 lucky. I'm able to work a little bit, you know. Um, a lot of people are not working at all. I, you know, I know I'm, you know, I'm really fortunate in a way, you know.
0: Right. So, so, so Vaughan, uh, let anybody know how they catch up with you.
2: Yeah. Well, as usual. Um, I'm at, uh, you can find me at the, uh, <clears throat> jazzbeatsradio.com webpage. Okay. Um, you just pull up the webpage and you'll see all the highlights of, uh, past and present, uh, articles and things like that, uh, highlighting different artists and, you know, pull up the personalities and see my picture there and see what, uh, my show is all about. And, uh, great. then you can also find me on my YouTube page, which is soulscapes on Jazz Beats Radio. The name of my radio show is Soulscapes, and the name of the station is Jazz Beats Radio. And you can find my YouTube page right there. Uh, Subscribe. uh, Check it out. Um, I'm always adding my uh, playlist of of my favorites and and beyond um, on my jazz playlist there. And um, I have a a Twitter page also, which is also Soulscapes, and uh, Instagram, which is at VonColpe. Cool, man.
0: Well, you know, yeah. you can always catch me at um, yesjazzmatters.org. And that's, uh, of course, the website. Go uh, there and go through the entire pages uh, from the donation page. Uh, and Also, finding out things that we're doing. Uh, we'll put together some virtual stuff as we speak uh, as far as concerts go and uh all that information will be on the site uh also like i said the jazz matters store we also want you to uh, of course uh subscribe to us uh and, and like us on, on, on whatever your pages are facebook or or yeah. instagram or whatever and uh we're glad to have old keith here i haven't seen him in a long time and uh we're back I'm we're honored back, man thank you yeah, yeah. and we'll go, we're going to do some things. we'll open some stuff up man so that we can get you guys down here
1: that and, sounds great man I look forward and, to it and get
0: yeah you playing and stuff you know. because I know yeah, it's, it it, it'll be a treat for sure yeah yeah you know? thank you brother yeah. and uh, so what we're going to do is wrap this one up and um, we'll get back with you and uh, keep take it easy man and uh, thank you man and, and don't uh, you know don't work out too hard you know, <laughs> yeah. And you're yeah, yeah. musician, one of the only musicians I know that is working, so you know yeah. too
1: hard. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a All pleasure right. to meet you too, Vaughn. Thank you, man.
2: My pleasure and duty. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank right. you guys. All right. Peace be out, man.
1: Yeah, yeah.